Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your sports break for this January 18th edition, as we will talk about some of the milestone moments in sports history, along with the athletes and their uniform numbers that they wore when some great events happened. And we will do this all with uh, letting you know that we have a Twitter account, and our Twitter handle is at Pigskin Dispatch. We would love to have you follow us. Uh, we would love to have you communicate with us and DMing on Twitter, or you can email us pigskindispatch at gmail.com. We'd love to have your feedback and have some communications with you, our listeners. Now, our uniform numbers we'll talk about for this January 18th are the uniform numbers of 5, 21, 18, 44, 16, 66, 88, double zero, 35, 30, and uniform number 7. We're going to start off in the 19th century in 1896 on January 18th and the first college basketball game with five players on each side is conducted by the University of Iowa. They invited some student athletes from the University of Chicago for an experimental game. Chicago ended up defeating Iowa 15-12 to in that game. Now one of the important characters in this whole thing because remember who was at the University of Chicago at that point. It's Amos Alonzo Stagg. It's interesting to know that Stagg was a student in a student teaching with John Naismith back in Springfield, Massachusetts before he took the job at the University of Chicago. Naismith, of course, invented basketball. And Stagg is said to be one of the first people that played in organized basketball with Naismith in a gymnasium there in Springfield, Mass. January 18th, 1938, pitcher Grover Cleveland Alexander was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, when he played. That's before uniform numbers. Uh, so January 18th, 1947, we had Hank Greenberg, who was traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates from the Detroit Tigers. The right-handed batting first baseman garnered $35,000 in cash for the Tigers, and Greenberg wore the number five for both clubs in his one season with the Buccos. He hit 25 home runs and had 74 RBIs with the lowest batting average of his career at 249. On January 18, 1951, Kyle wrote number 44 of the SMU Mustangs ended up becoming the first overall pick by the New York Giants in the 1951 NFL Draft on this date. And also in 1951, on the 18th of January, the NFL took control of the failing Baltimore Colts. Now, this is not the Colts that we can remember playing uh, that moved to Indianapolis in the late 1980s. Now, this Baltimore Colts team, as we talked about uh, with Larry Schmidt uh, back in our AAFC uh, days, because remember, this Colts team is the one that came out of the AAFC along with the Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers. This Colts team got taken over by the NFL in 1951. They ended up dissolving it almost, and then they became 
the original Dallas Texans down in Dallas, and that team totally dissolved. So it in no way has any connection to the Indianapolis Colts of today uh, because you know, it didn't exist. They, another franchise came up and took on the name of Baltimore Colts with different ownerships and a whole different connection. On January 18, 1955, Bill Sharman, number 21, is voted as the MVP of the NBA All-Star Game as the Celtics guard helped the East claim a 191 victory for over their Western counterparts. In 1958, on the 18th of January, the NHL's first African-American skater, Willie O'Ree, makes his debut with the Boston Bruins as they then blanked the host Montreal Canadiens 3-0. O'Ree wore the number 18 sweater in that game. And we're going to talk more about Willie here in a, a bit in a different number than 18 that he wore. On January 18, 1967, the 20th NHL All-Star Game in the Montreal Forum, Montreal, Quebec. The Montreal Canadiens defeated the All-Stars 3-0 in the Montreal Canadiens Center. Number 16, Henri Richard, was that most valuable player. January 18, 1970, the 20th NFL Pro Bowl, the LA Coliseum. The West beat the East 16-13. The MVPs on offense were the Chicago Bears halfback number 40, Gale Sayers. And the Dallas Cowboys defensive end number 66, George Andre on the defensive side. January 18, 1972, the 22nd NBA All-Star Game took place at the Forum in Inglewood, California. The West defeated the East 112-110. Most valuable player was LA Lakers guard number 44, Jerry West. He hit a last-second 20-foot game-winning jumper to give that two-point victory to the Western team. On the 18th of January, 1976, we had Super Bowl X commence in Miami's Orange Bowl in Miami. And the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Dallas Cowboys in one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played. Final score, 21-17. The most valuable player was Pittsburgh's wide receiver, number 88, Lynn Swan. January 18th. 1992, the 43rd NHL All-Star Game took place at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. The Campbell beat the Wales Conference 10-6 and St. Louis's right wing number 16, Brett Hall, was selected as the game's most valuable player. Next on our timeline, we come to January 18, 1998, and the Boston Celtics retired the Chief, Robert Parrish's number double zero. Uh, you know, we have some great things we're going to be doing with the numbers zero and double zero. I hope you'll be able to check, take a look at those on Sports History Network here in the next week or so, as we are going to start a, a look and come up with the greatest team from each jersey number. We have a, a team of some of our, our great hosts here in Sports History Network. They're going to be helping us uh, get some information on the, the players that wore each number. And we're going to uh, you know, put it up to vote to, to you, the public, and we'll do a vote over on Sports History Network. And we'll post the results on jerseydispatch.com. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up here real soon. And we're going to start with zeros and double zeros. So possibly... We may be talking about Mr. Robert Parrish with his double zeros in that conversation. On January 18, 2001, the New York Rangers guard number 35, Mike Richter, picks up his 267th career NHL win to become the winningest goaltender in team history. He passed Ed Giacomin. The Rangers defeated the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1 in overtime. 
January 18, 2017, the Baseball Hall of Fame added three players into their great museum of great baseball players. Jeff Bagwell, number five, Tim Raines, who wore number 30 for much of his career, and Ivan Rodriguez, number seven, all were inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. On January 18, 2022, the Boston Bruins retired Willie O'Ree's number 22 jersey on the 64th anniversary of his becoming the NHL's first black player. Now, we talked about it. Willie wore number 18 all the way back when he started, uh, you know, 64 years before that. But now, that he, most of his career, he wore the number 22. So the Bruins retiring that jersey number. And that is your sports history for January 18th. A little sports break to take you away from life for just a few minutes. And we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you join us each and every day for more great sports history. And in the meantime, you can join us on our website, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.